Well, welcome to the new year, 2023. Uh, there's so much hope and promise for this coming year as the saints rise up and walk in the newness of life. I want to introduce uh, Logan and uh, my son Jacob. They're going to bring up the banner for our new year's uh, uh, theme this year. And so if you don't want to roll that out so everybody can take a gander at it, you're saying, it looks familiar. So the, the sixth law of momentum, do not fear because the sixth law of momentum is about fear, the power of fear. Uh, I was talking with uh, Matt Kaikala. Keep it up, keep it up. So Matt Kaikala that, you know, whenever you go into a room and there's an elephant in the room, everybody knows there's an elephant in the room and you can't see it, but there's an elephant in the room. Well, in our, in our culture the last three years, there's been an elephant in the room. And so what I want to do is I want to make sure that the elephant in the room that could keep us from serving fearlessly, courageously, under the great and awesome authority of our one sovereign Jesus Christ, would be we recognize the power of fear that the devil could use it for evil. But the power of fear gives us the opportunity to live courageously in Christ Jesus. It's our choice. But the only way we can do that is if we fear God and fear him only. Amen? Amen. And so I'm excited about this year's theme. So gentlemen, thank you very much for showing that great banner. I'll put it up a little bit later today. So that's awesome. And uh, uh, Jeff, if you're watching, I have one of your amazing photographs uh, for the men's uh, G4 Summit this year. It's a phenomenal photograph of the three sisters uh, at sunrise. And uh, it's powerful, powerful picture uh, of the three sisters on the west side on the, at the sunrise. And then, of course, uh, this year for family camp coming up, we got another poster. Uh, it's not of Jeff's doing unless he flew to uh, Switzerland and got a beautiful picture of the Matterhorn with all the snow and, and whatnot. So uh, anyway, I'm excited about this year. But before we really get into that excitement, I want to do a, a couple of announcements and then some really, really awesome uh, uh, words of encouragement. The announcements are uh, today at 3.30, if you're so inclined and would like to come join us, from 3.30 to 7, we're going to be having a little New Year's Day party, and uh, we're going to hang out, uh, eat a lot of food that probably you shouldn't eat, but it's always fun to eat, so we'll start our year off so that now with our New Year's resolution to lose weight can start on day two. And so, uh, you know how that works. We might as well just get it over with quick. You made the resolution, blow it, and then you go, okay, now I'm resolved. You say, really? <laughs> well, I never made that resolution, so it works fine for me. So <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. Uh, but today from 3.30 to about 7 o'clock. Uh, oh, by the way, we have a special, special preacher tonight uh, all the way from Alvador, Oregon. He's a part of the Alvadorable crew and his lovely bride, Alvadorables. And so, uh, look, man, you look better than I do, man. You're looking good. And so uh, I don't think you're going to be wearing that tonight when you preach, though, right? No, okay. <laughs> anyway, so we all know and love Kirk. I'm excited to hear him speak. Uh, starting the, the new year out, it'll be awesome. Uh, also, too, what a privilege to have Matt and Jennifer here this morning. Not really a sweet blessing to start the year out. And so uh, I don't know about you, but I told them that whenever they walk in the room, 
man, this light shines and everybody gets excited. And I love watching because I'm up here doing stuff when people go, oh, Matt, Jared, you know, so. I know they say that all over the world, you know. You haven't been to some of those places, but they're still going to do that to you, so it's great. That's what happens when you love people, right? Yep, yep it works that way. So uh, uh, tomorrow night uh, for the college age group, we're going to have both the Alvador young people and the Pleasant Hill young people because we're all one in Christ, amen? And so uh, if you can show up tomorrow night, it'll be such a rich blessing. Or we're going to have Brayden and uh, Stephen and uh, Wyatt and Lexi and might be a couple others from the Alvador crew. Just great, great young people that are really growing in the Lord. So it's exciting to see the momentum grow. Uh, other than that, Oregon Family Camp's coming up. And we will soon have the information out to you. Uh, the preachers that are coming are all breathing down my neck. If you're watching, I'm going to get it done this week. Uh, they want to know what they're preaching. In fact, Matt goes, well, what am I preaching? <laughs> I'll get it to you this week. So anyway, Kirk was doing that too. But you guys are okay. Uh, you're close by. I could just give you a call. All right. Any other announcements I might have missed? What's going on this afternoon? What's happening tomorrow night? We're moving on to glory. And family camp's coming up in a couple months. Okay, there we go. Wednesday's at Tamar House. Yes, you're absolutely right. You okay with that? You are? Okay, well, good. I figured you would be. We talked about it before, live on Wednesday night. Oh, I don't have a birthday list. Who's got birthdays coming up? Oh, Tamara. Thank you very much. Thanks. Tamara, your birthday's coming up. Did you know that? Why didn't you tell me? I don't know. Anybody else got a birthday coming up? That you don't want sung to? Oh, come on. All right, here we go. You're the, you're the star today. Miriam, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Obviously, your son knows something about you that I don't know, but I think I do know, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> He's just grinning. Yeah, go for it. Make my mom embarrassed. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, uh, notes of encouragement. Gabe, I am so thankful for you. You're a young man who is strong in perseverance through life's challenges. It has been such a blessing to watch you grow through these difficulties and become a more confident and selflessly committed young man to serve the Lord. So that's awesome. So, Nick, would you come up and hand that off to that fine young man right there? Awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. These, there, is, there are no words to adequately express how much we love uh, how much love and gratitude, I wish I could read, uh, how much love and gratitude we feel for the Kaikulas. We love you guys. Can I get an amen on that one? Oh, amen. There you go. I think there's a Bible verse somewhere. Somebody said it. Given it will be given unto you. So when you give out love, it usually comes back to you. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm so thankful for Kirk and Melissa for the great sacrifice they're making uh, to advance the kingdom of Christ both here and for those who are at the Alvador Christian Church. Let's Woo! give it up for Kirk and right. And again, he's preaching uh, this, this af late afternoon, so I hope 
you can make it out, that would be great. And uh, if you want to skip the, the, the food that you shouldn't be eating because you don't want to get larger than you are, or if you don't want to play board games, that's cool. But you might want to come out around 6-ish or so so you can participate in the Lord's Supper and the great preaching. So with that, with no more further ado, let's grab our Bibles. Grab our Bibles. Turn to Psalms chapter 37. Psalms 37. Uh, a Bible passage near and dear to my heart, especially verse 34. For those of you who are at, uh, 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 participated or were uh, uh, people who came to Sharon and I's wedding a, a few years back, uh, we had this, I'm sorry, what was that, dear? A few. A few, just a couple. Isn't she lovely? Look at that. She's so I don't know what happened to me, but you are still lovely. It's great. And I'm not kidding about that either, <laughs> in either way. Uh, but uh, Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Do you believe God makes promises and he cannot break a promise? Amen. He can't. God makes this promise. This is a promise. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. So there is a factor in there that's kind of, negotiable. God doesn't negotiate his promise. He says that he follows through. What's the part that that could keep that from happening? Me, in regards to God fulfilling the desires of my heart. So I want to read verses 1 through 11. 1 through 11. 37.4 is awesome. But I want you to recognize this is a great passage for this lesson and for this year. Psalms 37, beginning in verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers. Literally, do not fear because of evildoers. Do not be envious toward wrongdoers, for they will quickly wither like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he'll do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in the way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil doing. For evildoers evil will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while and the wicked man will be no more, and you will look carefully for his place and he will not be there. But the humble, the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in, the, in abundant prosperity. You know, I'm 64 years old. I'm really pushing hard on 65. It's not too many months away. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of changes that come when you're 65. I didn't realize that. But the reality is, is that my life is but a hand's breath. It's a vapor. The Bible says it's a phantom. It's just here and gone. But in comparison to eternity, you see this last verse, but the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. You know, the difficulties and the challenges that we experience in this life right now are nothing in comparison to the glory that is going to be given to us 
on that day. And I tell you that challenges abound. The elephant in the room. <laughs> challenges abound and there can be fear by those challenges. But we want to make sure that we're honest. I don't want to, to you know, blow pixie dust your way and say that life as a Christian is going to be infinitely better physical life, phys infinitely better than without the Lord. I would share with you that people in this world, everyone suffers difficulties and challenges and fears. Every single one. I don't care how rich, how poor. I don't care what nationality. Every person has fears. Every person has challenges. Every person has difficulties. Now they're different, but let's, let's just expose the elephant. If we don't recognize the elephant, we're not going to know how to get rid of them. Would you agree with that statement? Oh, there's no elephant in the room. Yes, there is. We need to go, okay, so we can have a fear of man and what man can do to us. Do you think people fear man and what man can do to you? I'm sadly going to tell you some stories about myself over the years about where I feared what other people thought and what I feared what other people might do if I took a stand, and I didn't. And the problems that's caused in my life. And they still, there's still residual consequences from that. Well, what about the fear of suffering? You know, it's kind of built into us. You know, the, the flight or fight. How about, there's a third one. F fight, flight, or be faithful. You know, I like the faithful one. That'll always give you the right answer on what to do. And so, it's important for us to recognize there's two facets to fear. All of them, is going to, all of them are going to be fear not except the fear of the Lord. So you're saying, well, why is it that we have this thing called the power of fear? You know what? We need to know that the fear of man can drive us in the wrong direction, right into the devil's hands. But how do we overcome that? All of the preachers that are going to be preaching, and I told Matt this morning, whatever he gets, yes, he can preach on that particular fear, if it's a fear of man or, or fear of suffering or, or a fear of, of uh, death, but he's got to talk about the courage in Christ Jesus that overcomes that fear. And it's always by faith. And so we're going to do the fear nots, and then we're going to do the fear only, the Lord. And we're going to find out that there, the fear of the Lord is multifaceted. It's not about being terrorized about what could happen to you if you fall short, if you are striving to be faithful, struggling but striving, isn't that kind of life? Struggling but powering through, struggling but powering through, I'm going to make it. That's what life is like. We, the person who gives up is the one that loses. You can remain faithful to the end. He says, even if you are of little faith, he will not deny you. And so how important is it for us then to understand what the fear of the Lord is? The fear of the Lord is not just terror. In fact, I would tell you, if you love the Lord and are living for him, you do not need to fear the Lord in terror. But you will learn that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. 
The fear of the Lord is to love God. The fear of the Lord is to love his word. The fear of the Lord means to be in such reverential awe and adoration that you humbly serve him, trusting him and serving him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You know what that's called? It's called worship. The fear of the Lord will cause you to worship him with a humble heart. And all the craziness going on all around the world and and in your life, if you will but fear the Lord, there will be, as I said last night as I wrote that little piece and sent it out on Facebook, there will be real joy, there will be real peace, and there will be real happiness even in the craziest of circumstances if we fear the Lord. And we, in reverential fear, awe, and adoration, humbly serve him. Because we will know on that last day, without without any concern, that we'll hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into your rest. So I want you to recognize that when you hear people, fear the Lord, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I gotta be scared out of my wits to serve him. That's exactly wrong. Exactly wrong. And we're going to learn about the fear of the Lord. And what does the Bible say? It's amazing when you start reading the Bible on a particular topic, you go, I didn't know that. Huh, I didn't know that. How many of you know the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom? How many have heard that? I had a revelation just the other day. The coolest revelation shows a picture of um, who's the one that uh, Isaac Newton he created the laws of motion did you catch that he didn't create the laws of motion he understood there was a creator absolute perfect who had created the laws of motion and he sought those laws Kepler sought the laws of God in the heavens And now every single spacecraft we shoot into the air is built upon the laws of God that Kepler discovered and communicated to man. The fear of God, the awe of God caused those men to realize that this universe is absolute orderly and there is a great and grand designer that ordered it. And by that great and amazing mind, all we see was brought into existence and he spoke it into existence in six days. Those men were men who believed that God is, and he's a creator of all things, both visible and invisible. And now we can function more efficiently doing amazing things because of science, no, because of the discovery of what God created. It was because those men feared God with such awe and reverence of his beautiful design. But that unfortunate truth is being drowned out by the figment of man's imagination because they want to do their own thing. They want to live in a world of chaos and receive and reap great and beautiful benefits. You can't do that. I want us to understand what the fear of God is. And it's not scary. 
It's empowering. And that's what this year's all about, being empowered. But do not let the fear of man, the fear of suffering, the fear of death keep you from the fear of God. Fear not is the first part of our year. Fear only him is the second part. And so I hope you'll be here and learn all of these things so that you'll be those men and women who live moment by moment in the fear of God with such awe and adoration that his beck and call at each word, you'll humbly give yourself to serve him so that he might richly bless you. So let's begin this morning by looking at my first point in your lesson plan. Trust in the Lord, a theme reviewed. Did you know that trust in the Lord and fear in the Lord really work together? We saw that in the book of Psalms 37. I'd have you take a look very, very quickly. Psalms 37, verse three, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Again, down in verse five, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. Trust in the Lord, but also notice what it says. The very first verse, do not fret or fear because of evildoers. That's kind of an introductory statement. Don't be envious of them, by the way. They got a nicer car. Well, they got, everybody likes them. Everybody thinks they're cool. They got, they nice clothes. And they, did I say everybody thinks they're cool? Everybody thinks they're cool. I'm just, you know what? I'm just a Christian. No, brother. (laughs) Where's your focus? We are sons of God, daughters of God, sons of the most high, created, born again, created new to walk in the newness of life in those works that he created for us to do by which he is glorified and God see us as men and women of integrity and virtue. And people are drawn to us when the chips are down. You know those charismatic guys that have no character? People don't run to them when the chips are down. They run to the ones that are the solid, the steady eddies, or et, et, etzels. I don't know, what, what is that lady's name? Edith, that's one of those strange names. Anyway, you know the reality of this is? Is that people fret and get anxious for stuff that's passing away. What about living for that which is eternal, that which is absolute, that which is solid? Well, take a look at the first point, the first bullet point, a careful comparison. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 through 8. Let's take a look really quickly at that. And you're going, we already looked at that one. Yep, we did. And that's a great one to look at again. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 8. What a a poignant passage of scripture that uh, will really help us to get, oh yeah, that's where we were. (laughs) Listen to verse 5. The curse and the blessing. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in mankind, trusts in his own flesh of strength, trusts in his own heart, and his heart turns away from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the desert who will not see when prosperity comes, but will live in stony washes in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. Sounds pretty ugly. But look at verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose trust or confidence is the Lord. For he'll be like a tree planted by water, beautiful and green and lush and alive, that extends its roots by a stream, constantly fed and provided for, and will not fear in when the heat comes. When the heat comes. 
And that's talking about the, the crush of this crazy world. But its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious, nor not worry or fearful in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. Man, that's a beautiful picture. So here's the question. Are you going to trust, as we talked about, in anyone or anything other than the Lord? Because when you trust in that other stuff and those other folks, sooner or later they're going to let you down, but the Lord will never let you down. See, I love that one. But look at the second bullet point there for point number one. The four pillars of building trust. Remember we talked about how important it is for you and I to build trust in each other by building a life that's trustworthy. And remember I said there are four very important pillars. The first three are obvious. They're external in practice. The last one is internal. It's the driver for the first three. You know, the first the first pillar is character. Character. That's a beautiful pillar in regards to building trust. A man or woman of character. The man of integrity walks securely. So the Bible says, Jesus Christ was a man of great integrity. He is actually the standard of our ethic, our Christian ethic. He lived a life of perfect integrity. Look to him, the author and perfecter of your faith. Walk like Jesus, and you'll be a man of integrity, a woman of virtue. Close the book, we're done. No, no, we still got another pillar. The next pillar is that you need to be competent. What does that mean? Competent in the Lord? Remember, Jesus did all things well. You're saying, well, that was Jesus. That's not me. Au contraire. The Bible says that you have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer you who live, but Christ is, lives in you. And the life which you now live in the flesh, we should, we can, we're called to, live by faith of the Son of God, the one who loved you and delivered himself up for you. So, is it possible that you can be competent in your relationships with people, viewing their need and coming alongside in compassion and gentleness and helping them? The answer is absolutely yes, you can. You look to Jesus. Isn't it amazing how Jesus did all things well? How could you bring a lesson and have, you know, pagans on one side, Jewish people on the other, and people that are just caught in the middle, and he opens up his mouth, and everybody is blessed. How's that possible? It just blows me away. Just took at any time that Jesus is talking and ask yourself, who was the audience? And you start looking at the audience, you go, wow. There's all sorts of di different people groups with different mindsets. And he, he says this statement to one person and everybody listening is going, wow, that's right. I love it how Jesus is able to do that. You're saying, I can't do that. Oh, contraire. You've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer you or I who live, but Christ lives in you. And the life which you and I live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God. Therefore, we can. We are able but remember, it comes back to looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, trusting in him. The next one, of course, is consistency. You know what? You can be a man or woman of character and you can do it well, but then you got to do it consistently, consistently, consistently. And then pretty soon, but you know, I can count on Janelle. I know the kind of woman she is, faithful as a wife, Faithful as a mom, faithful as a sister in Christ, faithful to, it's just amazing. We know her. 
You get to know her and you know her. That's the woman she is. Praise God for her. All right? But why? Because she has been what? A woman of character. She's a woman that does, I mean, I just, whenever I talk to you, I'm always encouraged. And when I watch you talking with other people, watch out, I'm watching you. <laughs> You're always encouraging. It's great. And then I look at your kids. Man, you and Rick have been doing a great job. Why am I praising God for your son? Why? Because it's you and Rick's fault. All right? So own it. Okay? And, of course, Gabe, it's your fault, too. You, you chose to, to live that way. That's kind of cool. See? But the reality is what? The reality is character, competence, and consistency. But here's the driver underneath. The driver underneath's got to be there. There can be a whole bunch of different drivers for character, for competence, and for consistency. Could there be a selfish bone in a person's body to do those things for uh, end benefit down the road to them? Is that possible? Man, I've seen, I've seen people that put on a show. Wow, they put on a show. They were good. But then the wheels came off. And the person inside was revealed. And it's like, wow. You see, so the fourth one is the, the motive of the heart. But now let's quickly talk about fear. If you trust God and you trust him implicitly, explicitly, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, that's what's going to happen. You'll fear God. You will not fear man. Well, let's look quickly here. What does it say? Fear only the Lord. Point number two, fear only the Lord. Fear not man. Let's look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. This is one of our anchor verses this year. Matthew and chapter 10. And uh, I want to begin there in verse 21, if I remember correctly. Verse 24. Matthew 10 and verse 24. Beautiful passage of scripture. Jesus says, hey, a disciple is not above his teacher nor the slave above his master. It's enough for the disciple that he become like his teacher and the slave like his master. If they have called the head of the house the, a devil, Beelzebub, how much more will they uh, malign the members of his household? That's us, folks. Therefore, do not fear them, for there's nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you have heard whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. You know, the fear of the Lord is your choice. The fear of man is your choice as well. You get to choose. Fear not man, fear only the Lord. Look at the next one. Fear of suffering. Fear of suffering. Well, it's built into us to survive. It is. It is. It's built into us to survive. Take a look. First Peter. 1 Peter, and chapter 3. Look at verse 13 through 16. This is a beautiful passage. Many people know 
verse 15 very well. But verse 13 uh, down there through verse 15 or 16, excuse me. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer or harm for the sake of righteousness, you're blessed. Do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. That's a beautiful way of saying, fear God, be in reverential awe and adoration of him and be ready to let people know why there is no fear in you. It says, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account of the hope that's within you, yet with gentleness and reverence, and keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Why? Because you're living as Christ. We'll take a look at the next one. Don't fear suffering. By the way, how many of you know that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will what? Be persecuted. Don't be surprised at the fire rare deal among you then. All right, hey, guess what? I must be living the life because somebody doesn't like it. Yeah, the devil doesn't like it. So keep powering on through. You're doing the right thing. Praise the Lord. Now, look at the next one. Don't fear death. Don't fear death. That's a, that's a big one. Don't fear death. Look at Hebrews. Go to the book of Hebrews in chapter two. You know, Jesus came so that we would not have to fear death. Verse 14, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same, that through death, Jesus' death, he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and might set free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all of their lives. For assuredly, he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to the descendant of Abraham. By the way, if you're a Christian, you're a descendant of Abraham. Remember I told you, before I became a Christian, I was a fugitive unto death. Remember I shared that before? A murderer is a fugitive unto death. Remember I told you that I could not go and sit quietly all by myself without having people and distraction and things and noise constant. What was that? It really was a distraction. So I wouldn't hear that still small voice. You're a murderer, and I know it. But you know what? When I became a Christian, when I was immersed into Christ, on that day when I came up out of that water grave, as you well know, you've heard me say, I screamed across the river at all of those condos up there. I was a sorry sight, like a little dread, you know, dr drowned rat. <laughs> Just, he lives! He lives! That freedom that I finally experienced. And yes, I've made mistakes since then, but I've come back to him oftentimes, sometimes weeping, knowing that he would forgive me because I truly was sorry for having offended him. It's power there, man. I don't fear death anymore. COVID and being in the hospital and being asked if I wanted to be intubated, I don't say that word right, putting shum tubes down your throat, and knowing that that was a, almost a death knell, basically, sealing your death, I told the guy I couldn't breathe very well, no, no, if I get that bad, just send me home. Dad my family. Of course, they weren't going to do that because there was a lot of money to be made. Well, if you do the research, you know that's true. Sad. 
Guess what? That first night I was delirious. That second night, you know what? If this is my time, this is my time. I've lived faithfully. Yes, I messed up, but he has covered me. I'm always standing in his grace as you are if you're a Christian. Keep striving to become more like Christ. Just keep striving. None of us have made it yet. Behaviorally, none of us have made it. If you're a Christian, you've made it. You're in Christ. You're in grace. But behaviorally, we're all still working on it. Can I get an amen on that one? Yes, I'm perfect positionally in Christ, but am I behavioral perfect? Am I perfect in all my behavior? Not yet, but I can be, and that's what I'm striving for. So if I were to die there in that hospital, it would have been terribly awful for the ones left behind, but it would be awesome for me. I'm glad I didn't go. I said, Lord, this is the, actually I was saying this pray, prayer. Every time I open my, my mouth to think of a prayer, I say, Lord, let me start by saying, if you got work for me still to do, I'm excited about doing it. If you're going to take me home, I'm excited about that as well. Just take care of us sharing and the kids and the church body. Basically my prayer. Then I jumped into the other stuff. And then I was texting. <laughs> she remember I was texting all sorts of stuff. And I wasn't delirious when I did those texts, so go back and read them. <laughs> I didn't fear death. I don't fear death now. But I did before. I did before. Finally, fear only God. Because of the time, I only want to read a few verses. But I pray you'd read all of Psalms chapter 33. Please read all of Psalms chapter 33. Listen carefully. Meditate on it. It will blow you away. The fear of the Lord in the context of the craziness of the world. It's like Psalms 33 was written for us right now. <laughs> if you read the whole thing, you're going, how did God know about 2023 and 2022 and 2021? And it's like, are you kidding me? Of course. He knew it all before it even happened, right? Let's take a look. Psalms 33. Uh, there's so much good in the Bible for us right now. Sometimes oh, it's an old book. It doesn't relate. Man, it really does relate. Take a look at verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. May all people come to a reverential awe and adoration of their creator. By the way, that little Facebook post I did, that went out to everyone on my Facebook friend list, which is a whole bunch of them, and a whole bunch of them, they're still searching. And I'm so thankful that I could be a part of their life. And so it's important for us to know that God wants all people to come to a saving knowledge of the truth so as to be saved. Amen? That's a Bible verse. It's in there. So it's important for us to realize that he wants the whole world to fear him, not in trembling and scared, but rather humbling themselves in adoration to him. And so let's look at verse 18 and 19, chapter 33, verses 18 and 19. Let me find the right, the right passage. That wasn't going to work. So behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him on those who hope for his loving kindness to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. 
Now, I pray that you would read all of Psalm 33. I know what happens when a preacher asks to do that because when a preacher's ever asked me to do this, I oftentimes don't do it. I'll say, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds good, I'll do it. And then I don't. I'm just saying that's what happens to me a lot. You know, when I go to family camps in other places, that's what happens to me. I'm just saying. Don't let this one pass by. Psalm 33. Maybe tomorrow morning, get up. I'm going to Psalm 33. I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to meditate on it all week long. It's a beautiful passage of scripture. It will help you see the mind of the man or woman who fears the Lord in crazy times. Because it's talking about living during crazy times. That's why I love the psalm so much. It's like God's communicating to me right now in this place at this time. And what did God say to Joshua after Moses passed and turned the mantle of leadership over to Joshua? What did he say? Fear not, for I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for I am with you. Be strong and courageous, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. You know, as we enter into 2023, fear not. For God will never leave you or forsake you if you remain faithful. You go back and take a look at 1 Timothy in chapter 2. I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Beautiful passage. Though your faith be small, he will not deny you because he cannot deny himself. He married you. He's the one husband that's absolutely true all the time, every day and every way. Brethren, let's not fear. Let us be strong and courageous for the Lord is with us. Amen. Amen. Let's close. Father, I'm excited about this year. I've been running through all the scriptures on on fear of the Lord, and I think I got them all, and then all of a sudden, in a morning reading, oh, there's another one, and writing it down and trying to put those all together. Uh, I, I know I have a lot more material to cover than the time I have this year. But I would pray, Father, <clears throat> as the preachers come and stand and preach at family camp, as the preachers come and preach at G4 Summit, as a, we have guest speakers like from Alvador tonight come and speak, uh, Father, or, or from uh, the Oregon City uh, Church Christ, that, Father, we would have these great men speak to us about the great fear of God and the rich blessings that come to those who will fear you. Father, I ask this in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.